Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Freddie's in the house. Them Jets won, baby. <laughs> yeah, they beat the Browns. I know. Hey, you know what? It was a good win. Let's not. Come on, let's stop not, it. Yeah, we just started. Oh, don't don't rain on his parade. I mean, come on. It's a very respectable win, especially the way they did it. It's the only win they're going to get this season. All right. No, we're going to beat Cincinnati, but we'll talk about that another day. Let's go. Let's start the introductions. We got a busy show tonight. Waiver wire time. Doc Miller's in the house. We got two big guests tonight to go against each other and champs or chumps for waiver wire glory. So lots of good stuff. Elio from the Average Joe Sports Podcast. And we got Scott Spratt from FTN Fantasy. Be exciting match to see who wins tonight. Let's start the introductions. Welcome to the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Hey, it's good to be back on. Fred, I don't know about you, but I bowled a 160 last night on average. So it was an okay night. It's an opening night for a new league. But it's TSS Fantasy time, and that's right. Go to tssfantasy.com. Check out all of our cool stuff. I'll let the other guys tell you about that. But I will tell you this. CJ2K was on NFL Fantasy today. We got a signed ball for him. All you got to do is subscribe. Clip that subscribe button on YouTube and you're good to go. Got an entry in there and you can get a little piece of history because CJ2K was good at one time. Easy, squeezy, lemon squeezy. And it's funny you keep bringing up bowling while me and Nick (laughs) held down the crew last night. Kind of looks like you're bowling with your shirts on tonight too. Nick, let's welcome you to the studio. Nick, you got Flandern Macaronis. Yes, thank you. Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to my alma mater, Slippery Rock University. Had a nice big win over Millersville University this this past Saturday. Hey, uh, stay tuned later. Stay look for those of you that for those of us that went to college. Hey, shut up. So anyway, um, 
stay tuned tonight to see who wins champs or chumps and to see who we tell you you should pick up to win your league at redemption at week three all right good job nick tell you could practice that one today let's also welcome to the studio fred the jester reyes i am on cloud nine right now i'm feeling good follow me at tss just on twitter Things are going good this week. Let's ride the high. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's hope it's not like that one night that you were on Cloud Nine because that was certainly <laughs> interesting. <laughs> on this show. We'll Cloud Nine and the golden showers. Staring at the lights. That was very interesting. <laughs> All right, so again, don't forget, hit the subscribe button as Justin alluded to. We got the CJ2K football waiting for you. Uh, just hit subscribe. Easy, speezy. Mike's already in. Wish he went to college too. Yeah, we'll show you, Mike. <laughs> All right, let's also, don't forget, visit tssfantasy.com. My rankings are up to date. I know these twos aren't, so we'll check those out, I'm sure, tomorrow. Hopefully, they'll be up to date. Um, but mine are up there if you want to check out some. Me and the commission share rankings, just to let everybody know. Right, exactly. That's all, It's all actually from Fred. He just tells me where to put them. That's exactly it. Don't forget, also... Go to Underdog Fantasy. Why not? All the great daily, daily fantasy stuff. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double your deposit up to $100. We got some great contests going on as well. We got some fun stuff we'll, we'll talk about later, but we got some dolphin tickets. We got some dolphin experiences on the line. A lot of fun stuff for you guys. So, again, get to Underdog. Nick, why do we do all this crazy stuff? Because we pretty much do whatever the hell we want to do. Wow, I love this new side of Nick. It's really bold. But Nick, it's also because we are the fantasy show of the people. Well, that's the most important thing, right? No, the people. The fantasy show, the people indeed. We got lots of news to cover. Like I said, we got some guests, big time guests waiting. No chairs looking good, Fred. So let's start out tonight. All the good stuff is with the doc. Let's bring in the doc for the house call. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. Welcome in, Dr. Miller. It is week two, and again, the injuries are starting to pile up. Welcome into the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Thank you very much. It's not coming up on tonight's house call, but I wanted to take this opportunity to remind the commissioner that he passed on an opportunity to trade for America's quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, before he went off for 40-plus points in week number two. All right, that's fair, but I will tell you that's a number one rule for me is I do not trade early. I don't feel no reason to. I drafted my team for a reason, so I'm just not a trade early kind of guy. But I appreciate you calling me out and making me think about that one all day. Appreciate that. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about Trey Lance. So you've got to be living under a rock to not understand what's happening with Trey Lance. 49ers quarterback just had a statement released from the 49ers that he had two separate injuries in week number two. Number one, a fibular fracture. The fibula is the lower leg bone on the outside and a concurrent ligamentous disruption, which is just a fancy way to say he tore one of the ligaments, likely one of the three that attaches down at the bottom of the fibula. Both were surgically repaired on Monday the 19th. Now he's done for the rest of the year, but he's expected to make a full recovery 
and be ready to play, hopefully ready to start the 2023 season. Wow, indeed. Well, um, Justin, I was actually I paused because I was waiting for you to to comment about that. Do you have any big big comment after your boys down? Is Jimmy G going to lead the way for you guys now? Uh, I mean, I, there's nothing to say. You know, safe recovery. Obviously, it was a good surgery. You know, get back to it. And, you know, year three is going to be the year, man. That's all you got to say. I mean, I'm not going to go on a rant. I already threw something at the TV a long time ago. <laughs> I know. I didn't get to talk to you last night. I figured you this is your chance to get it all out. But all right, that's fine. I can see you've already worked it out. All right, Doc, who else we got on the house call? Yeah, we got Jerry Judy. He scored me a whole 2.2 points this past <laughs> week before exiting the game in the first quarter. Um, so he's presently listed as day-to-day with what's been described as a lot of different things. It was first appearing as a shoulder, then a chest, then a sternum. Now it's being described as a rib issue. There's not a lot of details. Expect that we know the x-rays were negative. That's good news. We're not going to have such good news later on about the ribs. But that negative x-ray is a reason to be optimistic for his return this weekend. I feel good about Jerry Judy coming back. Yeah, they. the last I've heard also is more of a rib cartilage, kind of like with Justin Herbert. Um, so more in line with the pain tolerance, put that flak jacket on and get out there. Um, kind of thing. So we'll see how he plays it out. Um, we'll see how the Saints, you know, they definitely need him. That offense right now is pretty putrid. Who else you got? Let's talk about Damian Harris. This was the best post-game presser of the week. So Harris limped off the field in the fourth quarter with a left knee injury. There's no medical speculation anywhere about this being anything significant. After the game, he denied an injury uh, and he said, quote, I'm fine, dog. Look at me. I'm fine. And he was all smiles. Better news, he was standing there while all smiles. So I just want to say, if football doesn't work out for Damian Harris, this guy is a million-dollar Hollywood smile and look to him. He's got a future acting. Nice. That or at least in broadcasting, maybe, at least say least. All right, well, that's good because I don't like Damian Harris anyway. What else he got? <laughs> so James Conner also left Sunday's game, this one with an ankle injury. Only reports available are that it's, quote, not long-term and not serious. As the commissioner always says, look out for practice availability later this week, maybe even Wednesday's injury report. We just don't have a lot to go on to speculate yet about James Conner and when he's going to return. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk. Obviously, this is a big waiver wire show, so we're going to talk about his replacements in case he's not able to go. Who else do you have, Doc? we got another PCL injury in Dallas. So we were talking about PCLs last year with uh, Zeke over there, and uh, Dalton Schultz sprained his PCL in his right knee. So briefly, the anatomy of the posterior cruciate ligament, it runs from the back of the lowest leg bone to more of the front of the upper larger leg bone, and it, it helps to stabilize the knee front to back. And so he's presently questionable for week three's Monday night game, gets an extra day of rest here. This isn't presently considered to be a long-term injury, but you don't have to look further than Zeke's decreased productivity last season or Zach Wilson missing time last season with this same type of injury. So if you're a Schultz manager, start looking for alternative options, because even if this isn't serious, it may impact his productivity for at least the next couple of weeks. Add that with Cooper Rush throwing you the football, although it looked pretty good last week. Um, you know, could be, you know, again, waiver wire time. We'll talk about some tight ends for maybe to pick up um, in the meantime. All right, who else you got, Doc? 
Go to Indianapolis. So Michael Pittman was ruled out for week two after a midweek quad strain in practice. Sustained in practice. So Coach Wright says Pittman's progressing in his recovery and could be available this weekend. But again, got to wait for Wednesday's report. Anything prior to that report on Pittman is going to be not just speculation, but random guessing. It is too soon to know when this happened in practice. Yeah, talk about a guy that needs to get out there definitely is Michael Pittman Jr. All right, who else we got? Balvin Kamara ended up out in week number two. This was the rib cartilage fracture that uh, I referenced a little earlier. I don't have any reason to think he'll be ready for week three. Here's why. With that rib cartilage fracture, it can take between 12 and 26 weeks to fully recover. This tissue is very poorly vascularized, not a very good blood flow, unlike the bone themselves. You know, you'd rather have a break to the bony tissue that heals quicker. So given the slow healing, week three sounds like a very aggressive timeline to come back. The symptoms of this are anything from chest pain with deeper, heavy breathing to chest pain with coughing and sneezing and the self-evident pain when you get hit in the chest. So look to Mark Ingram to get additional touches, whether Kamara returns or not. But on a personal note, I don't think we'll see him take the field in week number three. Well, for those who picked Mark Ingram up last week, feel free to definitely play him this week in a better matchup versus that vaunted Bucks defense. Um, Doc, who else we got? Last one, Gabe Davis. So injured his ankle again in practice. This was last Saturday. Missed his Monday night matchup, week number two. Missed week number two. Um, headlines after the game included that he walked out without a limp, and that was supposedly encouraging. But I think that's irrelevant, right? Walking without a limp does not compare to playing full speed in a game. So don't get caught up in the headline. Let's see him practice on that ankle before we get too excited. Early indications are that he's a go for week three. But once again, let's see about Wednesday's report and what happens in practice later this week. Awesome. Well, lots of great information. Mike just asked about if we had anything about Brittle Kittle. Unfortunately, I didn't queue up Doc for that, uh, but I'll get back to you earlier in the week, Mike, just, just for you, sir. Doc will give you a nice straight report. We appreciate you once again. We will see you next week. Hopefully, we don't have a lot more in addition. Maybe some guys coming off injuries we can talk about, All right. Have a great show, guys. We appreciate you. Guys, before we bring in our guests, it's waiver wire time, so we had to bring in Mr. Mallard with his sophistication station. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm Mr. Mallard, and I'm going to walk you through a few uh, waiver wire ads that you can use to help out your team this week. Uh, Taysom Hill, I know, Taysom Hill, surprise here, but... James Winston is pretty banged up. He's got some fractured vertebrae, uh, some banged up ribs. He may not be able to to go every week coming up here. He really pushed through, but we saw what he, what he looked like pushing through those injuries. We know the Saints like to use Taysom Hill in interesting ways. And at 25% owned, Taysom Hill may split some duties with Andy Dalton if James Winston has to sit down. And next up will be Nico Collins. Nico Collins is clearly going to be the number two next to Brandon Cooks down in Houston. I have liked Nico Collins all offseason, and I think he is going to stay and only become more productive in this Houston offense as they find their footing. We've already seen they can't really run the ball consistently, consistently just yet, but they will with Damian Pierce, and that should help out Nico Collins' coverage down the field. And then Sterling Shepard, a blast from the past year for the Giants. He's coming back with a vengeance. He had 10 targets this past week. Kenny Galladay, who 
Kadarius Tony, who, yes, Daniel Jones is still the quarterback right now, but Sterling Shepard is only 10% owned in ESPN leagues right now. And if he's going to get 10 targets or anywhere just less than that, he is definitely worth a waiver wire ad. And then my last waiver wire ad, Jared Goff is only owning 6% of ESPN leagues. He should be on rosters as a backup at minimum, but definitely in a two-quarterback league, he should be starting for you week in and week out right now. He is too hot with the weapons he has between Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. So join me next week, every Tuesday here in Sophistication Station. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? And we had Scott there. I think he kind of went off. Or hopefully we can join us here in a second. But look who's here. It's my man, Ilya, from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome into the studio, my brother. What is What do you do, gentlemen? Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. Yes, we appreciate you being here. And those for that don't know, me and Ilio are on a, another uh, show called The Trenches. And interesting enough, um, we were in a draft and just to let everyone know about Ilio, he's a little snaky now he we're sitting there having a full conversation and you know he's telling me how much he doesn't like jalen hurts and you know i could of course go on and on about hurts and aj brown and what does this guy take aj brown and jalen hurts bro i mean he just can't get no more dirty than this guy Ilio, i gotta watch out for you bro all right you fell for the banana in the tailpipe you know what i'm saying <laughs> Gotta love it. All right, here he is back with us, Scott Spratt. Welcome into the studio, my friend. What's up? I think somebody's pulling my internet cords over here. They're worried that I'm going to win this debate handily, I think. Oh, a little, little, yeah, Ilio, <laughs> there he is, the banana in the tailpipe already for our guests. All right, guys, well, we appreciate you guys being in here. We, we're basically going to do a buy-sell game we like to call Champs or Chumps. Let's get it on. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but and only because Caleb looked like he's in Grandma's kitchen, I'm gonna give this one to Mike. So Caleb, for just right now, 
Hey man, just want to let you know that sometimes you got to shut the fuck up. Jason, that's not how you treat guests, bro. Hey. Champs or chumps time. Let's get it on. This is going to be a fun one tonight. Scott, we're going to start with you, sir. We're going to get the champ argument tonight to pick up Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence was one of my favorite options for you in the preseason as a sleeper. Last year, he threw just 12 touchdowns as a rookie, but had 22.1 expected passing touchdowns. Basically a fancy way of saying that he was constantly in the red zone, but not capitalizing the finished drives. I don't know if you want to blame Urban Meyer for most of that or say that the receivers were not quite as good as they are this season, but off to a great start with three touchdowns and 3.7 expected. I think he's going to throw 30-plus this season, so pick him up now. I think this is really your last chance to grab him. Yeah, I mean, this offense is looking kind of tight. Um, you know, they're, we brought up Christian Kirk playing really well, brought up, um, you know, we keep seeing James Robinson on the uh, leaderboard. So, um, Ilio got some tough comp here because you are going to argue for – Joe Flacco. Let's hear your argument, sir. I mean, if you haven't been watching for the last two weeks, man, he uh, Joe Flacco has turned back the clock, man. He's gunslinging a massive air attack uh, for the start of the season, back-to-back 300-plus yard passing games, has five touchdowns, one INT so far through the first two games. I mean, look, last week he had that legendary comeback against the Browns, four TD passes, did not turn the ball over. The freaking Jets have given him the keys to the caddy, baby. And uh, Joe Flacco has been given the permission to freaking let her rip. All right, until he's a star. Until he's a starter no more. So, look, I never say – I was going to say Joe Flacco, starter, go ahead and pick him up. But, I mean, even if you're playing super flex, go ahead and pick him up for your second QB. Or, look, there's some QBs out there like Tom Brady who hasn't been playing <laughs> a matchup. So, he could help you out for a couple of weeks. If somebody would have told me on week three we would be – up Joe Flacco as a waiver wired man. I'd give you a million dollars for sure. Nick, what say you? Who won round one? I am going to go with Scott on this one because the simple thing is that uh, Trevor Lawrence is long term, uh, and Joe Flacco. He could be two weeks. He could be three three weeks. You never know. Uh, so at least we know that um, Lawrence is the solidified starter. So I'm going to go with Scott. Yeah, I mean, there is some to that with Zach Wilson coming back, but there, you know, some has to be said. If Joe Flacco gets this team rolling, I mean, it's gonna be they're gonna be hard pressed to replace him uh, with Garrett Wilson. So we'll we'll definitely. I love to see how this plays well, out for sure. Wilson's make, making a lot more money. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, let's go to the let's go. We're gonna go Elio first on this one. We're going to the running back position. How about Daryl Williams? Give me a champ argument for Daryl Williams. And. I'm going with Daryl because most leagues right now, I mean, it's like, you know, the running back waiver wire is disgusting. It hasn't been clean for like the last 20 years. And I'm, I'm even in the four or five leagues I'm in, there's nothing out there. All right. Uh, this is only contingency that, you know, since James Conner is hobbled, you see what he did in the second half. Looks like James Conner might be limited in the next week or so. And, um, and we might even get to play. So looking at uh, Daryl Williams, I mean, he had himself a, a nice, uh, a nice game. Uh, last week, 59 yards with eight carries, a touchdown. We know what he could do. He had three targets, um, and it was a nice piece of that comeback for Kyler Murray. Uh, look, with the whole point is he's contingent based on how uh, – what's his name? Um, uh, James Conner is, uh, de- depending on his role. But him alongside Eno Benjamin, I think he's going to eat. Uh, it all, like I said, it's just 
one of those things that uh, there's not much left out there. But if you need a running back for one week, this week might be it for uh, Darrell Williams to be picked up. Yeah, and he definitely looked good when he did get out in the field. So, yeah, wouldn't not a bad uh, pickup for sure. Let's go to a guy that I would love. I keep talking about him every week as like a IDP guy every freaking week, and he freaking disappoints me. But let's talk about Raheem Mostert from America's team, the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Scott, take it over, my friend. I, I fully admit this is a huge boomer bust type of pick. Mostert has spent most of the last three seasons being hurt. But what we do know is that he's a great fit for the wide zone scheme that Miami's now running from those Kyle Shanahan influences. Mostert's 4.3440 time is basically the fastest in the league among running backs. And he has a 7.3 explosive run rate. So those runs that are 15 or more yards that he picks up, that's tied for the most among running backs with 250 or more carries since 2019. Tied with Nick Chubb, just ahead of Jonathan Taylor at 6.8%. Mostert is great when he plays. You're just fingers crossed that he can make it through a few games and really help you out from a fantasy perspective this season. Yeah, I'd like the way they're utilizing him, actually. You know, the, he's their red zone guy, pretty much, uh, the way the Dolphins have been using him. But, again, using Chase Edmonds, though, as well. So, as you mentioned, maybe keep keeping a little bit on those tires as the season goes on. Right now, Raheem Mostert in Game 2 was the guy. Chase Edmonds seemed to be more in Game 1. Maybe they flip-flop back and forth all season. Who knows? But I like the way that they've started out, for sure. Nick, Round 2, who gets it? Okay, uh, I'm gonna go Elio on this, on this one, just put, just for the pure, the pure simple fact that I'm gonna use my same mar- argument in, in round one. Uh, Mostert, you don't know how much action he's going to get. You don't know if, uh, if he's gonna get five carries or 15. So at least you, you know if Connor is out, that, um, Benjamin is the man there. So I am gonna go with Elio on this, on this one. All right, well, good try. Good way to spin it, although we just wanted to even things up. Let's go to round three. Scott, let's go to you first. On a, my second. I mean, if, <laughs> sorry, this is Nick's segment. My bad. I'm spoiling it. Um, Fred, let's go to Fred's favorite pickup of the week. How about Garrett Wilson? Let's hear the champ argument for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm setting myself up here for, obviously, Joe Flacco. I must love him a little bit if I'm championing Garrett Wilson, but – Wilson, a little bit more highly touted of late, being the the first-round rookie. I've been extremely impressed so far. 22% target share is 29th highest among all wide receivers and 10% ahead of basically both Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. And the thing that I was most worried about for the rookie is that he's only six foot and 192 pounds. Chris Olave outscored him at Ohio State. I thought maybe touchdowns would be a problem, but already has five red zone targets and four targets within five yards of the end zone. I think he's the complete package, is going to score touchdowns, and is going to get a lot of targets this season. I'm, I'm super impressed. And right now, all I can think about is that old song, I only have eyes for you. That's Flacco and Wilson all day right now, so very impressive. Ilio, my friend, let's follow it up with Corey Davis. Give us the argument for Corey Davis as a pickup. Fred is in heaven. Because I haven't seen Garen Wilson available in every of my leagues, you know, the next that, you know what I'm saying? But Corey Davis, right? The man is taking the scraps he's getting because definitely he's the third, you know, uh, ranked receiver in that team. And he's eaten. I mean, sloppy seconds is an understatement. You know what I'm saying? But the man is doing work. Think about this, right? Uh, he is benefiting from that, again, massive air attack by Joe Flacco. I know. We're repeating this again while Zach, uh, Zach what's his name? Uh, Zach Wilson, Zach right? Wilson. Zach yeah. Wilson is out. So he is 
that whole uh, Jets wide receiver core is eating right now. Yes, he's number three, but he's had what? Let me see. Let's look at the stats. 14 times. He's been talking to 14 times in two games. Averaging 16.5 points per game with a touchdown. All right? I know he's number three to Elijah and, of course, Garrett Wilson. But, look, there is a lot of targets right now being distributed by, by Mr. Flacco. And, uh, look, he's, he's taking the scraps and he's eating. And, again, if Garrett Wilson is not available and, you know, which he was drafted in a lot of leagues and also Elijah Moore, there's your man right there. 16 and a half points, man, for the first two weeks is nothing to sneeze at. Fred's in heaven tonight. It's all this Jets talk and I'm tonight. I'm a Giants fan, bro, right? I'm not even a Jets fan. It's making me sick. <laughs> Nick, who's the winner tonight? Or where? Man, where excuse me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go with Scott on this one because uh, right now, over the past two games, Garrett Wilson has gotten 22 targets. That's that's 11 per game. Again, that's called math. And uh, I'm sure when Zach Milfson comes back, uh, it will continue because he's going to be solidified as the number one guy. Good old Flanders is always good for a dad joke, for sure. All right, let's go on to the tight end position. Scott, you're up 2-1, so you need this one, Elio. We're going to go start with you. Let's give the champ argument for Hayden Hurst. You know, like uh, Joe Burrows put it best, right? I mean, it's a struggling offense. Hayden Hurst is very twitchy running his route, right? And I don't know if you guys know what that means. He's very twitchy. I mean, he's quick. He's nervous. He's running his, his, his plays really hard. And the fact that during a struggling offense, I mean, he's had, what, eight targets in week one, seven targets in week two. Right now, the volume is definitely speaking for him. Um, and look, if you could get 10 points from a tight end, not name Waller, Mark Andrews, or uh, Kelsey, you know, that's you're cooking with gas. Because that's what you got for the rest of the week when you pick up a tight end on the waiver wire. So uh, I think the game script is good for him. He's giving him a lot of attention. He likes him. Uh, you know, and right now, again, just like the running backs, the tight end waiver wire, it's really disgusting. You're not going to find the dude that's going to get you 25 points, okay? Only three players can do that in that position. But I think he's yeah. a good pick up if you have uh, to replace a tight end or stream it. Yeah, indeed. Streaming options are always fun. I mean, at, really at this point, like we talked about it, you don't really jump for tight end and drafts unless it's those big guys. I mean, I think it's proven once again this season as well. Scott, what say you tonight for Evan Ingram? Give me the case for Evan Ingram tonight. Yeah, I mean, if you love this Jets talk, how about some more Jaguars talk here? <laughs> Honestly, I, I love Lawrence during the season, but was less sure about the other players. There seems to be a lot of overlap in skills, but so far Ingram has really won the, the day at tight end. He's played 99 snaps versus 27 for Dan Arnold and has a 17.6% target share that's ninth highest among all tight ends. So you're getting some usage there. That's about all you can ask for the second tier of tight ends. I think he's worth the pickup. Plus, the next two weeks, he faces the Chargers and Eagles. They rank second and first, allowing 16.9 and 17.3 PPR points per game to tight ends last season. So a pretty good stretch of the season to go after him right now from a fantasy perspective. All right. Some pretty good argument. Nick, what say you? Did he knock him out? Or are we going into the final round? Oh, we're going to the final round because I'm going to give it to Ilio because here's why. Because this week the Bungles got the Jets and the Jets can't stop a tight end to save their life. So uh, I say this week a great pickup for tight end is Hayden Hurst. And because uh, he's a safety blanket for Joe Burrow, who's on pace to be sacked like 200 times this year by the awful offensive line. You best believe Nick loves the bungholes. All right, going to Scott on the final round first. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. D, we're going to stream defenses. That's what we like to do here. Give me the case for the Houston Texans to stream this week. Man, I really hope that this wasn't all going to come down to my argument for the Texans. But let me do my best shot for you here. <laughs> the Texans faced the Bears in week three. Nick's talking about sacks. Well, Justin Fields has already taken five sacks on just 33 passing dropbacks. That gives him a 15.2% sack rate that's way higher than Joe Burrow's 12.7%. So I'd say this is a pretty good matchup for the Texans. Plus, they've held the Colts and Broncos to 20 and 16 points. I know everyone's kind of just talking about how terrible those teams are, but maybe the Texans defense a little bit better than you expect. So if you need a guy to fill in right now, maybe grab the Texans defense. Ooh, that was a tough one right there. I mean, you get some points for, for toughness on that one. Let's go to Elio. Probably for me, just as tough. Give me the argument for the Giants defense. Hey, man, what the Giants have done this year, specialize on mediocre quarterbacks, all right? And they've beaten two of the best in the league in uh, Tannenhill and freaking uh, Ma- Baker, okay? So just ask about that. Now, this week, it's no different. They're going against even a, an inferior mediocre quarterback in Cooper Rush. It's an interleague game. It's the year, and I'm a Giants fan. That's why I'm going to get hyped up over here. It's the year we're going to start 3-0 and and beat the damn Cowgirls, all right? So, no, but honestly, they, uh, they've done a good job. You know, if you look at their sack numbers, uh, and, again, they got to go against another – very, very sketchy offense, and it's just kind of like I'm going based on the schedule and, you know, the quarterback play they face. Trust me, they can score points, but at least they can stop some really bad quarterbacks in the season, and Cooper Rush is no different than the other two. Not a bad streaming option this week. Nick, who is the winner? I mean, but let, let me just say before you say it, both of you guys brought the Thunder tonight. I just want to say great job to both of you tonight. But, Nick, we got to have a winner or a loser, unfortunately. Who is tonight's winner? Hey, no matter who wins, no matter who loses here on TSS Fantasy Feud, we're all winners, right? We're all winners, except for Ilio, because I'm going to vote for Scott tonight because, again, uh, the Texans, they may not score, but at least they can stop people on, on defense. So uh, I'm going to give it to Scott this evening. Wow, Scott, MD, what a Plus that I'm an Eagles fan, so uh, Elo, you already lost by oh, just by showing up. Yeah, that's, you, revealed your, All right. you revealed the colors, unfortunately. Well, tonight, Scott, congratulations. You are tonight's winner. And Elio, my friend, as everyone on the show gets as a loser on this show, you get our fun reward of the week. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. What? Actually, Leo, you don't get nothing. You get experience points. That's what that's what you got tonight there, my friend. <laughs> All right, Scott, we'll start with you. You are tonight's winner. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content for the rest of the season. 
Right. Thanks and, so much, and, guys. Right. Huge honor to come on the show and to win this this heated debate. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Spratt. You can check out all my work there. I work for FT and Fantasy. We've got great content for everybody there, both for traditional and daily daily leagues. So check that out. Awesome. We, again, appreciate you coming on. Great, great insight from you, indeed. So make sure everyone go follow um, Scott and get all his great content. Ilio, my friend, unfortunately, not tonight's winner, but we'd love to have you in. Brought some great thunder tonight and excitement and energy. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe's underscore talk. Uh, the name of the podcast is the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast. If you go there, you'll see the link tree link and you'll be able to see where you could uh, listen to my podcast and any other platforms that you may uh, may have. So uh, check me out there and just follow me for uh, some fun. Absolutely. Follow Elio. He's fun to have on. We got to get him down. He's down in Miami too. So we're going to have to link up for a yeah. game or two. We're going to definitely do some shoots down there. I think that'll be fun talking some trash indeed. All right, guys, we appreciate you coming in. We'll bring you in hopefully if you can uh, later on in the season for some more fun. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk about our waiver wire guys and we're going to laugh at somebody because somebody in here is going to get the dumbass uh, for what we got wrong last week. Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game yet. Still not perfect. Like I hate leaving high scoring players on my bench. The worst. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. Do you put them up? Reach the skies, let the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. All right. Well, again, let's again talk about our own waiver wire pickups this week. Um, I guess we'll start, Justin, with you. Give me somebody on the – oh, well, I got to hit the queue. I forgot. Hold on. All right, my bad. See, I knew I was missing something. I was like, it didn't, it didn't feel right. All right, Justin, give me some waiver wire grabs you're excited about this week. Well, let me pull out my notes over here. <laughs> Nineteen twenty. <laughs> uh, are we just going uh, position to position, or are we just throwing out waiver? Yeah, whatever. We'll just throw out whatever you like. You know, I just figured we'll just do a smorgasbord and everybody can kind of kick it around. Okay, so I'll, I'll talk about a guy that they didn't talk about. Um, I talked about last week, Tyler Conklin. The dude right now is tight end nine. You know, Elio said it best. All you need is ten points, and this man has constantly been delivering ten points in this season. So you could say, Kamish, I do bleed gangrene as well as maroon and gold. <laughs> Tyler Conklin is probably one of the best Jets pickups of the week. 
Because Garrett Wilson is not on the waiver wire, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been my bad. I just, I think I threw so. I think I don't remember if I threw it or if he threw it. Either way, you know, I got, that is a true statement. Though. Trust, trust me, like Ilio, I would be all on Garrett Wilson if he was on the yeah, waiver Ilio, wire. good like that. He's one of those. He'll definitely call it as he sees it. Uh, by the way, Mr. Andrew LaDuke, you were here. You missed the sophistication station already. It's how I brought in my guest, bro. Like, that's it. And is the gesture stuck in doodle flip book dimension? <laughs> you were freezing up there, uh, Fred. No, I just think he's, like, really still. <laughs> That's not true. All right, uh, Nick, let's say you give me someone on the waiver wire you're looking for. Okay, um, I did my notes before we did the show. So uh, I am going to repeat some of the people that we had discussed. Uh, first one up is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Uh, in ESPN leagues, he's only owned in 50%. Of, of rosters and he's averaging 18 and a half per, points per game. So, so if you need a, a quarterback, let's say if your quarterback went down or if you're in a, uh, super flex, go and get Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be there for the entire season. Yeah. So we just had him on the show. So thanks for on the, uh, champs or chumps. So thanks for nothing on that. Fred, what say you on the waiver wire? Give me somebody you're excited to pick up this week. Uh, Noah Brown, uh, Brown's report with, uh, Cooper Rush. They both signed together back in 2017 on the practice squad. They know each other really well. They practice all the time together. Brown so far has been the team's most productive receiver. He's caught 159 yards and a touchdown on 14 targets. And now Rush is there full time. So why not pick up Noah Brown? Yeah, no, that's a good one. I like that. How about Curtis Samuel? I mean, if he's on your waiver wire, definitely make sure to go grab him. He seems like to be the number two or the number one, really, right now in targets and all that. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on with Terry McLaurin, but Carson Wentz right now, kind of like Joe Flacco with Wilson we talked about earlier, he's kind of having the same eyes uh, pretty much for Curtis Samuel. Um, Justin, you got another guy? Uh, yeah, I'll just go with the Eagles defense. Uh, I was surprised to see that they're only owned 40%, 14% on sleeper right now, which is one of the predominant, you know, platforms for fantasy football. So I was really surprised at that. Uh, little note, they play Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, the next three games. That's a juicy schedule when you think about those three teams are performing, you know, Jacksonville, okay. Washington's been performing, but they've been coming from behind. And then Arizona, we saw them come from behind, but obviously that first half was just absolutely atrocious. I think there's a lot of meat on that bone. And if you see the Eagles in your waiver wire, go out and grab them because they got a nice schedule coming up. Yeah, we're going to talk about last night's games in a second. But, yeah, they look really, really good last night um, for sure. Um, Nick, how about you? Got anyone else on the waiver wire you're looking at? Yeah, I do. We're going to have another repeat. I'm going to pick Eno Benjamin. So uh, Eno Benjamin, we had discussed. Uh, right now, he is going to take over that role for um, Connor. And I'm sorry. No, my, my phone just t- turned off. Right now, he's at, he's only averaging 5.6 points per game. But that's that's because he's just not really getting any any volume at all. So he's he's got the Rams this week, and he's only average. Uh, he's he's only owned in. Four percent of leagues, so so go pick him up right now. He'll be a, a solid plug and play until Carter uh, Carter, excuse me, Connor is uh, is fully healthy to go. Not to roll back the tape on you, but you literally just said Ilya won that one round because he you thought Daryl Williams. Is gonna take <laughs> 
Hey, I don't set the yeah. rules. I just abide by them, sir. And <laughs> and if I don't abide by, by them, I get hammered somebody, on the chat. So I don't I don't want to hear it from you. Back. You said pick a segment. I named my segment. I created it, and then you set all the parameters. So if it's on anybody, it's on you, sir. <laughs> one of those guys that can't take the blame. All right, Fred, what say you? Do you got one more guy you want to bring up? Yeah, I really like Sterling Shepard, man. He has the most targets against the Panthers. He had 10. and But the cool part is he was second in snaps. And amongst receivers, there's no true number one in New York. Um, I don't know if you heard, Kenny Galladay cleaned out his locker the other day after the game. He was yeah. so mad that he wasn't even on the field. But here goes the kicker. He is averaging 6.2 targets and 11, 11 fantasy points per game against Dallas alone. So they play each other Monday night. Why not pick him up? Yeah. All right. Good one. All right. Some other names uh, just worth mentioning. Logan Thomas seems to be hot. Uh, if, you know, if he's out there, somebody to stream for sure is a decent tight end. Um, Isaiah likely also looks like to be the number three option right now in, in that Baltin, Baltimore Ravens offense. So they're looking like in two tight end sent, maybe somebody else to look at the stream. Um, I didn't mention it earlier, but the Bucks did sign Cole Beasley. I mean, mm-hmm. again, with all these injuries, I don't know if I'm picking him up, but it's definitely somebody to look at. Um, you I know, would definitely pick him up. PPR wise, man, he is one of those monster guys to get. And you know him and I could see him and Tom getting on that Wes Welker type feel. Um, and Julian Edelman, although Cole Beasley is not them at all. Um, also, uh, Tyrion, is it Tyrion? Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong about that. Davis Price. With that injury he had, and I forgot to bring it up to the doc. Um, so, again, if you got Jeff Wilson, great job. Um, but also, you might want to think about Mason as well. Might be somebody else because we know how depleted this uh, backfield is. And Marlon Mack, I mean, who knows That's if he finally That's gets it. off the That's practice it. squad. I don't know if he's the, oh, the squad. You know, he couldn't get the Texans job, uh, but could end up as the number one guy in San Francisco. So, um, you know, again, got to watch out for that. Uh, Jared Goff also, if he's, you know, not picked up, um, somebody else to look at. I believe uh, Mr. Sophistication brought that up a minute ago. Um, and I think that was about it on, on oh, Irv Smith Jr. That was going to lead me into the Monday night games. But Irv Smith Jr. last night, you know, if he's on your waiver wire, he got targeted a lot. I might have been game script, uh, but he definitely seemed to get targeted a lot last night. So just something to bring up. Um, let's talk about last night's games real quick. Um, you know, we don't need to talk too much about the Bills game. 41-7 beatdown. We talked about it last night. It was Beat going down. Ryan Tannehill, uh, wow. I mean, 117, that two interceptions, that's that's negative points. I mean, in any league you get, that's negative. Um, that's crazy. Um, Derrick Henry, I mean, wow. Wow. 13 carries, 25 yards. That's 1.9 average, one TD. Um, Hassan Haskins actually had more yards, 37 <coughs> Uh, Traylon Burks, four receptions for 47 yards. I mean, there's nothing really talking about on the Bills side or on the Titans side. <laughs> Bill, Josh Allen, 317, four TDs, and then he only ran it for 10 yards. Didn't really have to do much. Uh, James Cook got involved. I guess, again, this is all game script, though. It's later on in the game. He got the garbage minutes, um, 11 carries for 53 yards. He was pretty much a nice little spark, though, when he was in there. But, again, no one really cared at that point. Big dog, of course, was Stephon Diggs last night. One, on 12 receptions, 148 yards, and three TDs. Again, I don't think there's not much to say other than this Bills team is nasty. I can't wow. wait. I'm glad they won last night because I want them at their best. I don't want that. I want them two and zero. 
and God help us <laughs> Sunday. That's all I got to say. All right, let's talk about the game that I thought was going to be interesting simultaneously, but the Eagles brought the thunder last night. Kirk Cousins doing his usual Monday night disappearing act, 221 yards, one TD, three INTs. He was their leading rusher. Like, that is just a sin. He was 20 yards on the ground. Dalvin Cook, 17. Jalen Rager with 17. I mean, what is going on with big, big uh, running backs that everybody went out for? Adam Thielen, as far as receptions, was their top guy with four, or excuse me, with yards. Is He had four receptions, 52 yards. Justin Jefferson, six receptions for 48 yards. On the Eagles side, again, if you listen to TSS Fantasy Man, your boy tries to tell you every year there's one guy I point out. Last year, Jamar Chase, it was definitely Jalen Hurts this year. 333 yards in the air, one TD, one pick. But he also, again, on the ground, 57 yards, two TDs. Miles Sanders, he had 17 carries for 80 yards. Um, so he had an okay night, three receptions for six uh, yards. So didn't really do much, but he got the you know, those, at least got the receptions for in PPR. Goddard, five receptions, 82 yards. We saw Quez Watkins get in, and Devonta Smith was a target a little bit last night as well. Seven receptions, 80 yards. So, guys, just real quick, thoughts on last night. Justin, go to you on the Eagles-Vikings game. Uh, Eagles-Vikings game. So, Darius Slay played his ass off, and he played against the best receiver in the game, and he shut him down. So, that was one thing. I thought he was the hero of the game. You go out there, you get two interceptions. You probably should have had a third. He he owns real estate in uh, Justin Jefferson's head after that game because he made Justin Jefferson. Oh, you know what? I'll give I'll give Kirk Cousins his due in this one. He owns a little bit of real estate in Kirk Cousins' head too because he could not get a ball over Darius Slay to Justin Jefferson. So, um, yeah, I thought that the defense, why I picked him as my waiver wire pick of the week for streaming defense is because they're honestly – looking really good right now and that secondary is looking like it's just badass uh as far as anybody else goes yeah it was, it was just a, it was a Jalen Hurts game he took over that game um Vikings got a young defense uh took full advantage of that and then uh I mean shoot what is there to say on the Vikings side yeah Irv Smith Jr. looked okay so if you picked him up you're like happy about it you know if he's on your waiver wire you're maybe thinking about it but, uh, yeah, I mean, both games, absolutely disappointed, for sure. And the simulcast was terrible because you're like, oh, this is this game is over. And then you go over here, it's like, oh, yeah, and this game's about to be over. It's only halftime. <laughs> Fred, going to the Bills-Titans game. I'll go to you on that one, D. You know, Bills look for real. We got to deal with that, obviously. But your real thoughts here on Derrick Henry, you worried about him. Yeah, man. Like, what is going on? The, the Titans should already know they're not going to win on the arm of Tannehill. I mean, I mean, even if you fall down by a touchdown or two, you you have to, you you, you got to give the ball to Derrick Henry. I mean, these 10, 11, 12 touches, he needs 20, 22 touches a game. It's like, Cook, I don't know what's going on over there. I did not expect him to be this bad right now. They just don't look good. I mean, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the Bills. The Bills are the Bills, but man, Tennessee, you have every opportunity right now to take your, you know, get a nice little lead in your division. The, the Colts are not playing good, you know, and, and you just, man, they're just not showing up. This is sad. This is sad. Indeed. 
Nick, just go back to the Eagles game, of course, to you. What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts, man? I mean, really pick, picked his poison last night. Didn't really find A.J., um, you know, in particular last night. He really did spread it around. What are your thoughts on Jalen going forward? Uh, yeah, before I touch on that, uh, Fred, to answer your question, the reason what's ha- what's going on with the Titans right now is that they let Corey Davis and A.J. Brown walk out the door. So, so they're not taking the cap off the defense and creating running lanes. That's what's going on with Tennessee. Uh, as far as the Eagles offense, you know, they score a lot. Uh, they score in very, very prolific, fancy ways, but as a, I'm, I don't like their offense for one simple reason. They are too Hertz centric. So what I mean by that is Hertz gets all the points. He, he directs the entire off- offense. So, um, if he gets hurt, now speaking as a fan, if, if he gets hurt, we got Garner Minshew and then, uh, there goes our offense. Uh, as far as fantasy wise, uh, I don't like it because every time they get down the goal line and you're a Miles Sanders owner, which I'm not, but, uh, if you wanted to get him on the men, he steals all his touchdowns. So it's going to be difficult for Miles Sanders to get in the end zone this year because they, because Hurts just keep taking the ball on the RPOs. So, uh, that the ball needs to be distributed more to to the offensive players. I mean, that's a quarterback's job is to be a point guard, not not a point hog. So uh, please uh, give the ball to the other players. Spread some love. The city of brotherly love. You know, um, do it. But otherwise, uh, if you're a Hertz owner, you're loving it. Like McDonald's, only, you're just loving it. Only Nick can throw rain on that perfect Jalen Hurts parade right now. Man. I just can't even believe it. All right. Let's see who's getting the dumbass award tonight, and let's talk about what we got wrong. Oh, you so dumb. Baby, you're so dumb. <laughs> I can tell right now, you ain't no good for me. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. All right, so let's talk about the guy who did pretty much, I guess, the best of us last week. Oh, uh, here we go. I can't believe I'm putting this up. How about look at Fred last week? Oh. On the... <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Tom, look, we'll start with the starts. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers obviously didn't have a good day. As from where Saquon, you were saying he was gonna have a good day. I couldn't give you, couldn't give you that one. Mike Williams, though, again. But let's not. When we do starts and sits, let's not do it on people on Thursday night because that doesn't help anybody. Darren Waller, he was number two, so good grab there. I mean, Rams against Falcons, kind of a no brainer, so good one there. Good one on the sits. Tom Brady, you know, we talked about that tough uh, Saints D. It was good there. Zeke Elliott. Jared Waller. 46. I know. 46. Elijah Moore. Ooh. How do you start and sit the same player? Oh, I I messed up. Oh, that's what you're laughing about. I didn't even notice. Yeah, my bad. I must have messed up the graphics. Oh, my bad. Okay. So whatever whatever you did on tight end, I guess that was good. That would be a Fred move. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, he covers all of his boundaries yeah, on that one. <laughs> all the bases. The one-man crew on the graphics, all right? And the Eagles' D, though, unfortunately, we just talked about what a great performance they had last night. Uh, Darius Slay individually, that was a great performance. So no go on that one. But good job on the start sits. How about Justin? Well, now, though, I'm just going to point out his sits right away. Look at that fucking Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. Number two. For the week, and he had everyone sitting him. No, 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 no. Daryl Montgomery. He, he looked Montgomery. like he was going Here to. He Here's Kevin Wilson's son. Go ahead, Justin. 
Hey, you could you could at least give us a chance to I talk know, about our graces let here. Fi- let me finish it out, and then you can then you can go <laughs> just you can defend yourself. David Montgomery at number ten, Drake London at number ten. So you had three guys that you were sitting. They all went in the top ten. Dawson Knox eighteen, Commanders thirty. So he did good there on the starts, though pretty decent. Derek Carr number eleven, Antonio Gibson. I kind of gave you that one at sixteen. DJ Moore, number 30, though, a little miss there. We talked about him in Ingram being a big pickup. He's number 11 this week. And Packers at number 8. All right, go ahead. Defend thyself, Fantasy Jesus. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we get it in there, you know. Tua looked exactly like I thought he was going to look the first half, and then he came back. So props to Tua. That was a big freaking game, a big freaking statement. But, yeah, two interceptions in the first half. I thought, yeah, that's going to be an easy well, bank. The Ravens' defense helped out a lot in the second half. All oh, right, here yeah. we go. That Here's fourth quarter, 28 points. Collins Cowherd with his, well, it was really in the Ravens. It wasn't too uh, the hell up. All right, I'm going to – Me and Nick are really actually tied this week, but I'm going to go ahead and take it on the chin. But so here Nick and I basically had the same type of week. He had Brady and Tannehill on his sit, so I just gave him either or. It didn't really matter because I had Tannehill and Fred had. You should really lose because you copied us both, even though I tell you guys to look at the damn freaking text message. Anyway, Carson Wentz on your starts was great, number five. Let's go to Leonard Fournette, though, unfortunately. He did not come up to par at 26. Um, Jordan Palmer at 32. Dawson Knox, 18. Steelers, D, number 24. Ooh, no, that one hurt. Tom Brady. 28, we just talked about him. Chase Edmonds, he was 48. Good job there. Bobby Woods, I mean, I again, I'm surprised as me, but, yep, he continues not to be good. Um, still coming back from that injury, um, however, so maybe once he gets a little more in the fold, hopefully you'll start to see a resurgence of him. Evan Ingram, not a good sit for you. Um, that's number 11. And Titans, D, that was a great sit at 31, although I don't know who the hell was starting him. Um, all right, let's go to mine. Look at this. Lots of red here on my starts. Matt Ryan. Oh, my God. Oh. The reason I actually took this on the chin, though, is because of my tight end start. Cole Komet, this guy got literally nothing. I mean, zero, zilch. He was tied 55 with a bunch of other people who sit on the bench. Unreal, bro. I did hit on the money with Nick Chubb. He was number one on the week. Uh, Hollywood Brown, though, struggled again. Number 34. Broncos D surprisingly struggled. Couldn't believe that. Um, I had Ryan Tannehill as my sit at uh, quarterback. He's number 32. Miles Sanders at 18. Uh, CD Lamb, 24. Nikjoku, which I didn't spell right either, number 22. And I did have Cardinals D, who surprised with that um, return to the house. So they ended up at number eight. So this week, I'm just going to go ahead and take it on the chin. Um, once I get enough uh, energy to scroll down here, I am the dummy. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. I'm not gonna... re- okay, go, go ahead, Coop. I say, I'm not going to get anything anyway. All right, what are you going to say, Nick? Do you know how many receptions Cole Komet has th- this season? Tell us. Zero. Wow. <laughs> wow. And my, Mike wanted me to bring it up earlier because uh, I traded him this week because I, I have Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis on the same team. I just don't like having the same tight end, so I gave him Jalen Warren 
for uh, Cole Komet. He wanted me to bring that up. So there you go, oh. Mike. Everyone knows now. Go ahead, Justin. So remember before the season when I said there's no way you get worse for Cole Komet than zero touchdowns? Yeah. Zero receptions and zero yards. Oh, oh my wow. God. He was the hype guy you know, all offseason, too. Yeah, that's oh what my I was gosh. about to say, man. We were, a lot of people were hyping him up. I, I thought he was going to have a decent season. He was going to be the either second option on the team. He stinks. Fred, yeah. that's exact. I'm so glad he brought that up. That is why we made our show, bro, because they don't know. All these experts know just as much as you guys do. That's why we do this show, just to have more fun and poke at things and just talk things out because, quite frankly, nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. All right, let's let's talk about tomorrow night. I am super, super excited. Our boy Rico is back, right? Because it's Big Game Wednesday. Big game. And our boy Big E, Ian Berger, he is the big Dolphin super fan. They are going to go head-to-head. And oh, that's the game of the week? Tomorrow night. Game of the week, 2-0, Dolphins 2-0, Buffalo Bills. No better. You know what? I want to say this, too. You know what really aggravated me? Really aggravated me after that Dolphins game concluded. They were showing the games for next week, and they just would not get off Chiefs-Colts. Like, that was like their game of the week, and they just would not. Miami and Buffalo's down here. I'm like, Chiefs-Colts? Are that The way the Colts are playing? What's wrong with you people? They better be changing that up. I know that. I better be seeing Tony Romo and Jim Nance down in Miami. I know that much. All right, so we got a big, big show tomorrow night. Don't forget, check out our rankings. Hopefully, these two clowns will get their rankings. Our rankings. Our our, me and Fred rankings are already available for you, so you can go check that out. Oh, you have a napkin too, Coop? Don't forget to hit Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Again, we're giving that CJ2K football sign ready, waiting for you to go. We appreciate you guys. It's going to be a great show tomorrow night, and we are out. We're on a mission. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.